Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Maya Fiorella, and today is a very special day. You are about to hear my interview with one of my first ever social media besties, Miss Katerina Mangini. You may know Katerina from TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, or Pinterest. She is the literal queen of self-care, confidence, and intuitive living. I was blessed to have crossed paths with her toward the beginning of quarantine and we've stayed in touch ever since. Small disclaimer, we did record this over Zoom so the audio quality is not perfect but I tried my best and that's all that counts. We jump around quite a bit in this episode but that is how a genuine bestie conversation goes. (laughs) She has a perspective on life that I know you're going to benefit from so without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Katerina. Hello, Katerina, and welcome to the podcast. I am so honored to have you here. Let's go ahead and just get started by introducing yourself. Hi, I am so excited to be here. My name is Katerina Mangini. I am a fourth year in college. I guess I'm technically a senior, but I'm going to have a fifth year. I'm a dietetics student. I'm 21 years old. I go to UC Austin. I'm originally from Houston and I have a couple of health and wellness and I guess now kind of lifestyle platforms, mainly on Instagram and TikTok. And then I like to dabble in like Pinterest and YouTube also. So I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you as my first guest. You're one of the first people that I ever started really connecting with through social media. So it is insane to see how much we've grown. Like, oh my God, I literally started following you on TikTok when you had maybe a thousand followers. And now Miss Queen is about to hit a hundred thousand followers. Absolutely insane. How has your journey been posting on social media? Um, okay, well, first I want to say I totally remember following you. And we both we both were at like hundreds or like thousands. like, And we were just like dancing and making fun videos. <laughs> and I just remember always loving um, your dancing videos. Like you were always so good at them. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, yes, and she's giving health advice. Like she's so good at this. Um, so yeah, I've loved watching you grow also. Why did you start creating content? And, you know, did you ever think it would grow to where it is now? I definitely did not think it would grow into um, such a commitment. I Well, basically, I feel like so many people kind of started in quarantine or like they restarted in quarantine. Um, But I basically was what was I? I was a sophomore in college and I was like really into cooking. I've always been super into cooking and nutrition because my mom um, teaches health and wellness. And so I basically just when I came to college, I started experimenting more with like healthy foods and cooking and that kind of thing. And so I actually started posting on like my private friend's Snapchat story, just like all the recipes I would make and all my friends would be so annoyed because I was just like, that was the only thing I was posting on my private friend's Snapchat story was like, oh, I just made these like healthy cookies or this healthy recipe. Um, And so during quarantine, I was like, I might as well just like for myself, make um, a little digital diary of my recipes. And it really just started as like recipes at first. And I didn't tell 
anyone that I knew actually that I was making the account. I would just follow random recipe accounts and I would post my random recipes just so that I had like an outlet. And then a couple weeks into it, I started gaining a few followers. And um, I was like, eh, I might as well tell my family because it's kind of fun and my friends and everything. And they were all like, oh, this is so cool. So I just continued more down the route of making recipes and stuff. And then I think it was either April or May, I read something about IIN, which is the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I originally just thought it was like a nutrition certificate. So I looked into it and then I found out they taught more like holistic health, which kind of brings together all aspects of your life, like career satisfaction, sleep patterns, movement, spirituality, and nutrition, like so many things. And so basically from there, I started learning more and I started getting really, really passionate about it. And so I, well, one, I started treating my body and my mind um, so much better, like just in general. And so I kept wanting to like share that with others. And so I continued on with my Instagram and I kind of shifted gears more to holistic health. Um, but it was still a pretty big focus on like food and movement and then maybe like some mental health stuff, but not a ton of lifestyle. And then when I started TikTok, I actually, my friends, they had TikTok in like 2018. And I was always like, I'm never going to get this. This is the dumbest app ever. People are just dancing. I literally was like, this is so dumb. Like I feel silly getting it. And then like everyone in quarantine, I was like, I'm bored. I'm going to get it just to watch the videos. And I started watching, uh, like getting like recipe videos on my For You page. And I actually found, you know, like Caitlin Nolan. Yes. Um, I started like seeing her videos and I was like, oh my God, this girl has such a good outlook on health and wellness. And she's not even like studying it or anything. Like it, it, it was so cool to see someone with such a holistic view of health. Like as I was learning about it, it just, it just seemed like, to to all fit into place like at the right time like I started finding I found her and then I kind of found you and then I think I found I don't know how to pronounce her last name but Kate Clausen Clausen yes Katie yeah, yeah Katie Katie yeah so I started finding a bunch of people like that and I was like oh my god these girls are so awesome I'm gonna post more than just like food recipes so I started posting um TikToks about like health and like what has helped me And now it's just kind of grown more into wellness and lifestyle. And I feel like it's just going to constantly be evolving and changing and growing with me. Sorry, that was such a long answer. (laughs) (laughs) So fine. I love it because you said so many incredible things. I love how it started as a pure passion for you. And I feel like that is something that is really true with a lot of our little health and wellness community a lot of us kind of just started it because that's how we were living life and it just felt natural to post about it and we kept doing that and also Kayla Nolan I feel like she changed the game on TikTok and in the health community I feel like before Caitlin people were really into like Kenzie Burke and that sort of side of social media and not to hate on Kenzie Burke but (laughs) maybe to hate on food combining (laughs) but no Caitlin really changed it because she did have this really great perspective about health especially because she really wasn't studying it Mm -hmm. and it was just I don't know I feel like she 
really inspired a lot of people. I know she inspired me. So that's really cool to hear too. And you also mentioned that you went to IAN and I'd love to know a little bit more about that journey. And are you actually taking clients currently or do you see yourself doing that in the future? One, I just want to agree with you about Caitlin. I think I've said this in another podcast. She totally, I feel like she totally, like you said, changed the game. And I feel like she doesn't get enough credit. Uh, I mean, like she definitely, like everyone loves her, Um, (laughs) but I feel like she deserves all the hype and more because she really did inspire so many people. And I feel like watching that evolve on TikTok has been so interesting and fun. And it's, I hope it's like very satisfying and I hope she's proud of that. Um, And then the second question, I am. (laughs) So I am currently not taking clients. I originally started it as like, oh, I'm in quarantine. So I might as well, you know, learn more about nutrition so I can have a job and like take on clients virtually. And then the more that I learned and like went through the course, the more I realized there are so many things I could do with this. So like I originally started as like, okay, one thing I'm going to become a health coach and I'm going to give people nutrition advice. Also, my major at the time was fashion merchandising. So I really thought like, I'm going to take this and I'm just going to coach people on nutrition. Yeah. So it was like, I, I really didn't, I didn't have a thought process at that point for it. But as I went through the course, you kind of learn, um, obviously about nutrition, but they give you a lot of business tips. They give you a lot of financial tips, spirituality. I'm trying to think of other things. They, I think they talk about like mental health when it comes to socializing, also having pets, getting outside of your house, also giving yourself alone time, um, career satisfaction. Like I said earlier, relationship satisfaction. So it was a year long course. I graduated in May and basically they, they, they kind of initially started off by saying like, okay, you're going to be a certified health coach at the end of this, but you really can do whatever you want with it. And honestly, I feel like as I went through the course more, that was kind of the initial confidence boost that I needed to start my TikTok and then actually kind of pursue Instagram and social media more as like a job and like build it as my brand rather than just a hobby or rather than just like for fun, because they really do give like a lot of business tips. They give you networking tips, like that kind of thing. So yeah, I I don't honestly, I don't know if I see myself taking on clients anymore. I think maybe once I'm done with my entire registered dietitian education and I have to do an internship and then the national exam and everything, I hope I can integrate the two and kind of become more of a holistic dietitian, but mainly focus on food. So I think way in the future, I could take on clients, but it would be more focused on nutrition, but still from a more holistic point of view, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm just rambling. (laughs) (laughs) No, that totally makes sense. And I absolutely love that IAN does all of that. I honestly thought that it really only focused on nutrition. I had no idea that it covered all of like the business side of things too, which is really interesting. 
I kind of go back and forth on if I want to do it or not. I'm also about to graduate college and, you know, trying to find that next step can be a little bit challenging. So as of right now, I'm kind of just trying to ride it out and time will tell. And I feel like that's kind of where you're at with taking clients as well. I feel like there's a lot of emotional pressure that goes into taking on someone as like a full-on client and I know for myself even just posting regularly and being sort of like this person that people can go to for advice or just recipes and stuff like that that can also have a lot of pressure and I don't know can you relate to that do you feel like having a social media presence has affected your health journey in any way I definitely think so I I feel like a lot of people that follow us look at us and are like oh like they already went through their whole health journey they are like done they know everything that there is to know when in reality we're all it's like an ongoing thing it's a lifelong commitment it's a lifelong journey so I feel like social media definitely has had an impact on like specifically my mental health probably just because I feel like taking a hobby or taking a passion and turning it into something with deadlines or something with like contracts or something with commitments, it kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit. And so I feel like all of us, I, I, I'm speaking from my personal experience, but I do feel like everyone in our community could give ourselves more grace and more patience and more time to kind of have fun with posting rather than just like, oh, I have to post because I have to keep my engagement up and I have to keep blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So I definitely think I catch myself overthinking too much now about it. So I'm trying to like give myself breaks and get back to only posting what I want to post rather than what I think this person wants to see or what that person's going to repost or something like that. You know what I mean? Because it didn't start like that. Right. Yeah, no, a lot of us did start this as a hobby and as something, you know, fun. And sometimes, like you said, like having deadlines and, you know, it's easy to get caught up in like the whole numbers game of social media, but it's also so toxic. And I feel like in some ways posting consistently on social media has helped my health journey and that it keeps me really motivated because I'm like oh I'm kind of like a go-to source now so I kind of have to be on top of my own shit to make sure that I'm like showing that as well trying to like inspire other people but like you said for mental health sometimes it can be so bad I can find myself comparing so much more on social media now I feel like before I started posting I actually didn't have that much of a struggle with comparison but now that I have a little bit more of a platform I definitely fall into that comparison cycle I feel like it's it's inevitable like we all want to say like oh numbers don't matter and and they they don't they really don't But for some reason, it's inevitable to, if you see a number go up, get excited, you know, like you're going to get excited if your follower count goes up. It's a natural reaction, I feel. And then the same thing um, with losing followers, like that's going to sting a little bit, you know? (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I I agree with you, though, about the, the pressure of like it helping the physical health journey. I do feel like I'm like, oh, like. 
I'm going to put effort into my meals um, today so I can take pictures and post them. Like, yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. But mental health, it's definitely been hard for me. I think the last few months extra, just because I'm not someone or I am someone that when I'm, I feel a lot of pressure, I'm, I have the disease of perfectionism. So I want to do it perfectly or I don't want to do it at all. So a lot of times I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just going to sit in bed all day and not do anything. So I'm like very much one extreme or the other. So it's been a little tough, but moving through it, I'm trying to find like a better balance. (laughs) Yes. I totally relate. My entire first episode was all about perfectionism because it's something that I've struggled with for so long. And I feel like I struggled with it at first a lot in the academic world in school is where I really like let those perfectionist qualities take over. And then once I started focusing on social media, I kind of grew out of my school phase perfectionism and moved into like the social media perfectionism. And so, yeah, now I'm trying to figure out like how to balance that, because I feel like when you have those tendencies to like want things to be perfect, you're typically like more of a type A kind of person. It's hard to like break that because it is so just innately inside of you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you've learned how to balance it or are you still kind of just dealing with it day to day? It's definitely, like I said earlier, an ongoing journey and battle. <laughs> but um, I think this summer I kind of let loose, like uh, for the people that are listening, if they don't know who I am, I lived in New York this summer. It was amazing. It was honestly like the whole city was so alive because I feel like I think the vaccination rate was like 80% there or something. So everyone was like just living, not to make this about COVID or anything, but everyone was just like, it was so electric. Like the energy there was so electric and I got there. And for some reason, I just felt so happy. And I think, I think that places like you can just align with places and it just makes sense as a person. And so I think when I got there, I was like, Oh my God, like I stress so much about school when there's so much of the world like this, that, that is so amazing. And like, I want to explore and I want to have like life experiences and not be nose in the book all day long. I got there and I just kind of had the mentality of, okay, I'm like only here for two months. And I'm going to do everything I want to do. And I'm going to go to every restaurant I want to go to. And I like pretty much did that. I pretty much got my bucket list down. But long story short, I basically think that this summer, focusing on how short life is and how little the things that we focus on actually matter, when we, when we kind of realize that and put everything into perspective, there are so many better things that we can be focusing on. And I just feel like that was just such a mental shift for me. And so I definitely think I've gotten more to a point where I'm not like, oh my God, I didn't do all my homework by 3 p.m. So I can't do anything else the rest of the day. Like I definitely am a little bit easier on myself now. And I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. That's not the end of the world. Like there are definitely worse things going on in the world, especially right now. Um, (laughs) So I think putting my life into perspective is just the biggest thing whenever I'm having like a moment where I'm like panicking about school or something minuscule in comparison to the other things that are going on I'm just like okay this in five years it's not going to actually matter 
I'm not going to remember this moment. I'm not going to remember this panic. And it's just going to be like a useless emotion, honestly. <laughs> I definitely think I'm getting to more of a balanced state. But like I said, it's an ongoing journey. But I think perspective is everything. And also giving yourself um, patience and grace and like time to do things. But I feel like everyone during COVID kind of had to learn that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like society as a whole like changed our entire perspective on things mm-hmm. like just being kind to yourself because we're all trying literally the best we can and there's so many things like obviously COVID that is so out of our control mm-hmm. and so we kind of were forced into learning you know how to treat ourselves with kindness a little bit more but also really would love to know more about your time in New York. I was so jealous. New York was <laughs> at the very top of my travel list and I'll make it there one day, but not yet. <laughs> so mm-hmm. tell me some of your like favorite memories from over the summer. Do you plan on going back anytime soon? Okay, well, first, you've never been to New York? Never. Oh, oh my God, we have to go at the same time one day. <laughs> So, okay, let me start from the beginning. So basically I planned on living there for two months this summer because every time I go, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. And I wanted a little bit of change of pace. Um, And so I have family there that lives in Connecticut. And then I also have my sister there that's lived there for like six, five years, I think. So she's almost, I think like the native New Yorker, uh, like rule is that you have to be there like 10 years or six, six to 10 years or something like that. So she's almost there, <laughs> but uh used to go visit her once a year, like once or twice a year, either with family or alone. And so I was like, oh, I might as well do that this summer. Like I'm going to be vaccinated. It's all going to be, you know, kind of chill. I don't have anything that I have to commit to. And also like COVID kind of taught me there's so many things that are out of our control. So we better start living now. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to live there for two months. And I am actually planning on going back once in October for my birthday with my mom. I hope we can make it work with like my school schedule. Um, But then for my annual winter holiday trip in December. So I always go and I hang out with my cousin and my sister. So I'm excited about that. Obviously, this is all if COVID doesn't go crazy again. (laughs) Absolutely. But yeah, I don't really know. Honestly, in New York, I did, I feel like I did so many things. Some of my favorite memories, I feel, were probably towards the end of the trip where I was like, okay, I've really been just chilling here. I want to get like my bucket list done. I just want to do everything. So the last few weeks that I was there, I kind of went crazy and I made my sister and my cousin, who's the same age as me, do like a bunch of things that were on my list. So like I made them go to the Brooklyn Bridge at night and like walk the Brooklyn Bridge with me at night because I wanted to get some like fun nighttime pictures and like that kind of thing. And I just wanted to see it all lit up at night. And then I wanted to take a ferry. So I went to Brooklyn with my friends on the ferry. And then my sister, I made my sister. She was so frustrated with me I made my sister wake up at 4 45 and go see the sunrise with me on the Roosevelt Island tram and that turned into a really fun morning also I feel like the whole summer was just such a good memory I'll forever hold it in my heart but um 
Oh, and obviously I met Joshua Bassett. What am I even saying? <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot that. The most important memory. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. No, it looked like so much fun. And honestly, like how you kind of said that you just forced your sister to like go with you and you just, you know, really made the most of it. I feel like I've been trying to do that so much here in LA because I'm, you know, finally starting to get a little bit more settled and being settled is really, really great because, you know, you feel like you have your footing a little bit more, but it's also so easy to get comfortable when you're settled. And that's totally how I've been like this past week, especially with school starting again, I found myself like just hanging out at my apartment. And I was like, oh my God, no, we need to like make new goals. We need to go find new places and just live the best life that we can because yeah, tomorrow's not promised. And it's all about the experiences that you make. Totally. I think a big thing that I took from this summer in New York because I go there so often that I don't have to do like all the touristy things, but I kind of forced myself to, I was like, there's so many things I haven't done, like a bunch of museums and tours and that kind of thing. But I think that that kind of made me shift perspective to, okay, I'm going to do that here in Austin also, because I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but I go to UT and I don't exactly love it for me. I totally acknowledge and appreciate the school and I acknowledge like why people love it, but it's just not for me. So I've like my whole time here has not been like me in the best headspace when I'm here. So I think I kind of wanted to take that mentality from New York of like be a tourist in your own city and bring it into this school year. So I think that's also a big thing that I took out of New York. And I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about in in LA and we can be tourists in your city in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm finally meeting Katarina in person, which is just insane. Like we literally met virtually in like April or March of 2020, like very shortly after COVID started. And so it's like insane to think that we're finally going to meet in person for the first time. Absolutely crazy. But I would love to know like what do you think are the biggest differences between life in New York and life in Texas? Well, the, the first thing I think of is the walking and the driving. I love all the walking in New York. I was like walking anywhere between like six and 10 miles a day in New York. And I, and you don't even notice, like it just it felt so good. Um, and then here, I just feel like I'm constantly sitting and driving to one place and driving to another. But I also, like, I feel like there's a time and a place for both. And I appreciate both in different ways, but I do miss all the walking. I don't know. I feel like in New York, and this might just be me romanticizing it in my head, but I just feel like in New York, everyone is very much themselves. And I feel like that's like the most typical New York thing to say, but it's true. When you're in New York, you just see the coolest people on the streets and it's so diverse and you're seeing so many different kinds of people from all walks of life. And I, especially like in Texas, I don't really see at like certain places are diverse, like Houston is diverse and that kind of thing, but I don't see as much diversity, at least at UT. So that's definitely a major difference that is important to me, I think, because I like to meet a bunch of different kinds of people. 
Like, honestly, those are really the main differences for me because Austin has awesome food. I'll say that. Austin has awesome food and so does New York and so does Houston. So I'll give that (laughs) to Austin. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like with New York and obviously I've never been, so this is just an outsider's opinion, but I feel like New York and LA are similar in that they're both really big cities and they both just have so much culture inside of them and you can literally feel it. I actually hadn't spent much time down in LA before I moved. I literally came here once for a dance competition, a couple times when I went to Disneyland, but that's like obviously not LA. (laughs) (laughs) And then about a month before I actually moved to LA, I came down for literally three days, three days only. And I knew instantly, like I was like the energy here is just what I've been searching for. And I also joke too, because, so I'm from Louisiana originally and Louisiana's like acronym is LA, but obviously LA different than Los Angeles. And (laughs) my Twitter bio, like when I first downloaded Twitter used to say the wrong LA. And I swear I like manifested eventually moving to LA because I've just always been obsessed with the idea of like a big city and all these different types of people. I feel like big cities have endless potential for yeah. stuff like that. And it's just, it's so nice. I also hear the phrase a lot, like, you know, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or do you want to be a small fish in a big pond? And I really love being a small, tiny little fish in this huge pond of LA. I mm-hmm. find it so inspiring. I No, I think I'm totally on the same page as you. I feel like if you're the big fish in the little pond, then you kind of um, cut your potential in half. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also feel like being the little the, the little fish in the big pond also puts your life into perspective and makes you realize like, yes, we should be the main characters, whatever, but also at a certain point, like other people exist and other people matter too. So it kind of like puts you in your place but in a way where it's like, okay, we're all kind of living the same thing. Totally. It feels so much more balanced for me. Like I came from a really small town in Louisiana and then I moved to another really small town in Northern California. And I was just kind of over that. I didn't like the small town vibes very much. And honestly, now that I've been living in LA only for like two months, I genuinely don't think that I'm ever leaving. Like, I feel like when you know, you just know. Yeah. That's totally how you kind of feel about New York. Yeah. And it's actually really funny. Ever since I was like 10 years old, I was always telling everyone in my family, I'm going to live in LA when I'm older. After college, I'm going to go to LA. Like, even after high school, I just don't want to go to college. I just want to move to LA. Um, because I, my dream was always to be a singer. I wanted to write songs and be a singer and just move to LA and do the whole thing, you know? But then I came to college and I kind of gained a little bit of um, perspective. Obviously still love singing, all that kind of stuff. But it's just funny how I shifted to now I'm so much more of a New York person, I think. I don't know. I haven't been to LA in so long, so I'm excited to see but yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's just an energy sometimes. Like sometimes you just align with the place and sometimes you don't. Absolutely. And you're kind of talking about how you wanted to be a singer, which I love. I wanted to be a dancer. Like my whole life, I always said, I'm going to be a professional dancer, even though dreams shift a little bit. No, you're such a good dancer. You could do it. 
<laughs> Thank you. What what would you tell your younger self? Like if you could say anything to your younger self now, having all of this wisdom and all of these journeys that you've been through. Honestly, I don't I'm a big believer that I don't like to I wouldn't want to go back in time and change anything just because I feel like everything that happens to us, good and bad, is a lesson. I guess like a funny thing the only thing I would tell myself is probably to practice piano more (laughs) but no in general I I don't really like to have the mentality personally that I regret things or like that I would want to change things just because I really do learn so much everything is just a lesson a constant lesson Oh my God. Yes. I love that so much because I feel like I spent so much of my time when I was younger focusing on, oh, if I just would have done this differently, I could have been here. Or, you know, I just used can spend so much time in that what if mindset. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's honestly a little bit more freeing to just kind of say, you know what, I like where I'm at now. And I would not be where I am without all of the past issues, hardships, any of that stuff, even the good stuff included, you know, everything leads us to where we are now. And I'm very happy where I am now. (laughs) Good. I'm so glad to hear that. I, um, I totally agree with you. And I think, also having a mentality where it's like like if I had done this differently then this could have happened or whatever I feel like that like really like I said earlier cuts your potential in half because I feel like so many people our age are like okay once you hit 30 then you're done you can't do anything new like you your life is over you're done with everything this is your life for the rest of (laughs) the rest of eternity all this stuff but I as I've gotten older and as I've shifted into the mentality of everything as a lesson I also have shifted into the idea that like it doesn't matter how old we are age is truly just a number as over said as that is um age is truly just a number and we can always continue evolving we will continue evolving and changing and having new hobbies and having new jobs like I I definitely think that as I get older I'm not going to stay in the same job for more than five years maybe at a time (laughs) literally same I feel like our society is shifting toward that a lot I feel like no one in our generation is super set on like I want to just be this one thing forever because that's kind of crazy honestly to even think that you know our parents or their parents really truly did stick in one same field for so long I cannot imagine (laughs) I feel like I have so many different passions that I will eventually want to do Mm -hmm. No, totally. And and that's why now I'm not as hard on myself about like not continuing to pursue like singing and that kind of thing, because I could always do it now. I guess another thing I would say to my younger self is I, I went into college with the idea that I did not need college. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want it. I don't need it. And it was, it was such a um, privileged, honestly, way of looking at it because I was like, no, I don't need this when so many people would kill to go to college. Um, And now I obviously recognize that and everything. I was very young when I was saying that. But basically I was like, no, I just wanna graduate high school and go to Los Angeles and just sing for the rest of my life. And 
I think I would tell myself now, I would go back and tell myself that I'm so happy that I went to college because I feel like now my mentality is like, okay, I'm going to graduate college and I'm going to have this degree. And if I want to pursue singing after college, I can do that. Or during college, I can do that. And then also later on, I'll also have this degree to be able to pursue another passion of mine. So I definitely think I would tell myself, go to college if I have the chance. And I would tell the younger generation also, go to college if you have the opportunity to. I definitely feel like if you're privileged enough to have access to college and the finances to afford college, it is definitely worth it. And I'm kind of similar. So I went into college thinking that I wanted to be a teacher, which isn't something that I would say I don't want to do anymore, but I definitely switched my major. I was early childhood education and I wanted to go into like first grade teaching, which is so crazy because that is just not my life anymore. (laughs) But I switched my major to communications. And honestly, I'm graduating this upcoming December and I don't really think I'm going to use my communications degree at least right out of college, because I'm going to be doing Pilates certification, and I'm also going to have social media and all of this other, you know, side kind of stuff going on. And when I realized that I might not use my degree, I was honestly really upset with myself. And I was like, well, what the heck did you just spend like the last three and a half years of your life doing, if you're not going to use your degree. But then I realized that I learned so much in college about myself. I learned so much about, you know, obviously academically, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even more so, like, I broke out of my depression. I broke out of so much social anxiety in college, and it gave me so many other skills outside of just my degree program. Totally. No, I, I totally agree with you. And, and what's funny is I feel like so many people leave college and say like, yeah, like my job is nothing, is nothing like what my major is. And so like, that's why I think it's funny that, that some people like, yes, I think that college is really, can be really necessary and can be really important for certain people. Um, But also it kind of proves the point that like whatever you study in college doesn't have to determine what you do with your life afterwards. So I I agree with you where it's like more the life lessons that I learn in college or what I'm going to take away from it. Obviously as a dietitian, I need all the information I'm, I'm getting here, but for the most part, what I'm taking into whatever career path I go down, it'll be like the life lessons and everything. But that's also, I also want to add a disclaimer and say that like, people that don't go to college, that doesn't mean they're any less worthy or less intelligent or anything. I just wanted to put that in there. No, I'm happy that you said something because I completely agree. I don't think that college is for everyone. Again, Mm -hmm. you already have to be privileged to be able to go to college. And then on top of that, you know, college is really tough. Like college is hard. It takes so much time, so much commitment, and not everyone is in that mindset. And like you can get such a good job without going to college. And honestly, you're going to have so many more life experiences outside of school anyway. So Mm -hmm. um, definitely depends on the person and depends on the circumstances. But I just want to touch a little bit on one more thing. You are genuinely one of the most like confident women I've ever met. And 
how, how did you learn how to become confident in your own skin? Oh my God. Okay. Well, one, thank you. And two, that's so funny that you say that because I feel like the last couple of months I've not felt like as like my confident self. So thank you for acknowledging that, I guess, or saying that, but I guess that's the perfect example of fake it till you make it kind of, <laughs> you would have never known that I've been feeling insecure the last few months, like just kind of going through a lower episode. Um, but I think the biggest thing one is realizing that no one is paying attention to you as much as you are paying attention to yourself. And that's kind of going back to what I was saying about the small fish or what you were saying about the small fish in a little pond, how it gives you perspective. Like everyone is like a small fish in a big pond, basically saying like everyone is going through their own shit. So they're not focusing on whatever you're insecure about. I think that's the, that's the main thing that just released me from most insecurities that I had is like no one is paying attention to what you're paying attention to and two there are so many things that are out of our control and that are just not really worth stressing over so we might as well just like we've kind of been saying through the whole podcast live your life while we can because we truly do not know what tomorrow brings So I think looking at life from a perspective of our physical features aren't everything. And like, I feel like we grow up thinking like how we look is just everything and, and kind of gives us our worth. Like, I I feel like once you release that idea, you, you just kind of grow into your skin more comfortably. I don't really know. Obviously it's nice to feel good in your body and like, you know, put on a cute outfit and feel pretty and makeup and whatever. But it's also like there's so many other things to be grateful for, other things to be worried about. It's again, like I've been saying, perspective is everything and focusing your perspective on other things that you're grateful for or other things that are actually important to be worrying about, I think just totally shifted my mentality. Absolutely. I love everything that you just said so much because I relate to it so much and I feel like confidence can be a hard thing to fully have control over in some ways but just knowing that you're doing the best that you can and also your physical body is quite literally the most like uninteresting part about you once I realized that I feel like it really did change my perspective a lot on you know how I felt about my appearance but Mm -hmm. everything you said was absolutely fantastic and I'm also gonna steal this from Carolina we love Carolina so much when I was recording my podcast with her she ended with a little rapid fire question at the end and I thought it was so fun so thank you Carolina for the inspo Mm -hmm. all right what is your favorite food? Oh my God. I, I just knew this was going to be the first thing. Okay. This is such a hard question. Okay. I love all cuisine so much. Like I, I grew this, sorry, I'm so not made for rapid fire questions. No, no, okay. I'm just going to make it short. I love um, any sort of Japanese food, Italian food, or Spanish food. There. Spanish but food. I love all food. So good. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Good. What is your guilty pleasure? Oh my God, it, these are just, there's so many. <laughs> I'm going to say oatmeal. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. That's rapid. <laughs> Mine is definitely reality TV. 
Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. I'm trying to think. Okay, uh, uh, Disney shows. Brings me back to childhood. It's just the better times, you know? Yes. Okay, yeah. So it scratch oatmeal. Definitely Disney shows. <laughs> What's a quote you live by? Honestly, just try to see it from their perspective. My dad always used to say that to me when I was little. And now I grew up always, like all my friends make fun of me because every time they're trying to rant to me about someone, I'm always like, well, try to look at it from their perspective. <laughs> that, so that's just been drilled into my brain and that's how I live. <laughs> I love that quote. Honestly, that's a really, really good quote. And I haven't heard it ever phrased like that. I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. My dad would be honored. <laughs> <laughs> what is at the top of your travel bucket list? Ooh, travel, but I've actually never been to Italy. I think we should meet in Italy. Yes, New York and then to Italy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. And last question if you could be anyone in the world for one day, who would it be? Oh my God, this is so hard. Um, like suddenly I've forgotten everyone in the world. <laughs> the entire questions are so hard. They put you on the spot. So don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to go right now with Lizzo. That woman is the epitome of confidence and success in reality, you know? Facts. No, she is a queen, a literal queen. I love her so much. That's a great answer. (laughs) Fun fact. This is, this is not rapid fire at all, but fun fact, my dad actually found her like 10 years ago, not 10 years ago, but like literally before she was famous and her song good as hell, like had just come out. Everyone thinks it came out like last year or two years ago, but it came out like years ago and he would make my sister and I listen to it in the car and be like, you guys have to have her mentality. He actually introduced us to her before she was famous. And I got to see her at ACL with like 50 people in the crowd because like no one knew who she was. She was amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. That's insane. I love it when you like find something like super trendy or someone who's like, isn't Mm -hmm. super famous, but eventually they do. And you feel like you're like, so on top of it. (laughs) Wait, low key. That's my parents. My parents are trendsetters. Weirdly. I, I used to like, I would never brag about them, but now I brag about them all the time. My mom is a health trendsetter. She found Malk, actually, when I was in middle school. Like the brand and then my dad always finds, like, all these bands that are now super trendy. Like, Tame Impala, too. I'm trying to think of, like, random ones. <laughs> I'm really just bragging about my parents now. <laughs> Not even myself. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel like my mom's the same. Like, my mom was super into eating really healthy when I was younger. So she always was shopping at, like, Whole Foods. And so we mm-hmm. always had all those, like, really cool, like, vegan stuff at the house when I was super young. Totally. Yeah. Now, whenever I'm like, mom, like, look at this recipe. One of my like health account friends made, she's like, oh, oh my God. I used to make those for you when you're little. And I was like, what? Oh my God. I love that. All right. Well, as Lauren Bosick from the Skinny Confidential says, please pimp yourself out. Tell us anywhere, anywhere we can find you. Okay. So Instagram is Katerina M health. I will spell it because a lot of people spell my name wrong. It's K-A-T-E-R-I-N-A-M health. That's Instagram. And then TikTok is Katerina, obviously same spelling, Katerina Mangini, one word. Um, Mangini spelled M-A-N-G-I-N-I. 
And then you can pretty much just search my name and find me on like YouTube and Pinterest and stuff like that. But yeah, those are the main two. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much again for chatting with me. And thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will talk to you soon. XX Maya.